into a bar on a cool winter's evening underneath the stars and we'll find some explain to people when and where the Ballarat Beer Festival is and how people can find you either on social media or the web to get hold of tickets and then um then we have a bit more of a detailed chat and we'll repeat all of that information and again at the end for people sure okay the Ballarat Beer Festival is uh on February 20 at North Gardens next to Lake Wendery um so they can jump on the website ballaratbeerfestival.com.au or find Ballarat Beer Festival on Facebook Instagram or just use Google and find your way there um for those coming up from Melbourne we get about six percent of our crowd comes from outside of Ballarat so a lot from yeah, that's Melbourne. less than I would have thought I'm sorry that's less than I would have thought I would have expected uh, maybe just the people I know are all heading up the highway well, we might see uh, the changes a bit stronger for Melbourne this time around because everybody's busting to get out and do something after such a long lockdown. And we're one of the first beer fests of, uh, for the year, so those who are into a, a good day out with great live music, they'll be uh, coming up with bells on, I would say. But if you're coming up from Melbourne, jump on V-Line. Uh, don't get off at Ballarat. Get off the next station, Wendaree, and you just walk across the road and you're there. And the uh, so tickets are amazingly cheap, aren't they? So nice, yeah, nice gift. Price. Um, it's, a, it's about an hour and 15 minutes on the train going up and it's about 10 minutes coming home because most of the time you're asleep. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, David, tell us how, how it all kicked off. Let's, yeah, how did, how did the festival start and where, where did it all originate? Uh, I'd be happy to, but why don't we ask Richard to do that? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, David. <laughs> I'm <in> Richard. <laughs> and sorry, Richard. Right. Um, the festival started, uh, well, we're after our 10th birthday. So um, nearly 10 years ago was the first, in fact, it would have been uh, 10 years ago next week uh, when it first kicked off. Uh, it was started by a couple of publicans and a couple of ladies from Ballarat who were keen on promoting festivals in the town. And uh, I took over six years ago. So um, I've got a share in a craft beer pub up at the Ballarat as well. So it does seem well, to align itself well with that. Which one? Give that a little plug as we go Yeah, on. yeah, give it a plug. I don't think we can let you well, get one of that. Hotel. And for some time, it was the only true craft beer pub. Um, we still are very strong and independently owned uh, craft beers. Um, but there's others popping up now, which is uh, reinforcing Ballarat as a bit of a regional hub for craft beer. And of course, it's supported by Fed Uni, which has a, an excellent brewing course there. Absolutely. So I tell the, the Mallow is, is well, we've had that now for eight years, I think. Yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, so the festival I took over six years ago, as I said, uh, it was originally held at a football oval, which was dusty, dry, no shade. Uh, I think the first time I went there before I got involved with it, it was about a 42 degree day, so, which made it, made it look like hell on earth. But uh, these <laughs> days we're in the lovely North Gardens with lots of trees and shade and, and uh, access to uh, public transport. Richard, I was gonna I was gonna start with um, with your with your history with craft beer. Um, our, one of our traditional questions is: What was the first craft beer you ever you ever drank? Ooh, um, <clears throat> if you still classify Coopers as craft, it would be a Coopers, and um, that would be taking me back probably forty years. 
it is one of the great questions as to whether it classifies or not. So mm. <laughs> I'm not going to enter that argument. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, if I go to a pub without any craft beers and there are Coopers, I'll drink Coopers. It's, um, yeah, that's, I think that's a good line length, line length answer for, um, for people of your vintage, Richard. Uh, <laughs> not people of our vintage, Warren. No, what? people of our vintage. No, we, we ours is ours is usually a Matilda Bay one. Uh, we've had younger try to kind of slip in with a, a Guinness, someone who was unfortunately from a very small town with not much on <laughs> offer. Well, I must admit, I was over in uh, Perth for the America's Cup, and I did uh, start to jump into some of the uh, dog bolters and things over there back in those days. So, oh yeah. I always count Dog Bulver as my first craft beer. Well, there you go. Yeah. Knocked, me, knocked me for six when I drank it like it was water. Anyway. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and what are some of the... Uh, I was going... Well, there is, another, there is another question. There is another traditional question that I want to shoot at you. But, that, yeah, give us a little hint of the craft scene in, in Ballarat before we get to them. My other question. Yeah, the craft scene in Ballarat, and it seems to be thriving. It seems to be a real, a real happening place for. Yeah, for, it's, it's certainly growing. Uh, the, uh, I mean, Red Duck have been there for, well, I can't remember exact time, but it's probably thirteen to eighteen years, somewhere around there. Yep. Uh, been on the market for a long time. Uh, O'Brien's, who does the uh, gluten-free beer, he's been around for a similar length of time. Uh, more recently, uh, Cubby House, which. Uh, very uh, nano, very really. Um, they've been going for a few years now. Um, we uh, saw Athletic Club come and go, unfortunately. Um, we've now got a new one. Oh, it's a Dollar Brewing, which does some fantastic saisons. Absolutely. They're, they're uh, only a few years old, but, and they're just about to open up there once they get all their permits from council, etc. They'll be open up to the public for their own cellar door. Um, yeah, they do some cracking good beers as well. And uh, new, new to the, uh, the town from a couple of weeks ago is a place called Auntie Jack's, which has got Pe uh, Peter Aldred, who was, has retired from Fed Uni, is in there as brewer. And uh, I have yet to sample their wares. I went in there the other day, but all they offered me was a coffee, <laughs> uh, which is very unkind of them. Um, uh, that, yeah, that's, so that's open. And they'll be actually at the festival too. So uh, it's going to be a great year for them. And to show my age, I remember Auntie Jack being on TV. Um, uh, is that where the inspiration comes from? Yeah, I'll rip your bloody arms off if you don't drink <laughs> <Yeah>. my beer. <laughs> I'm not sure where the inspiration came from, but uh, essentially they're running, they'll be running beer, uh, beer uh, craft beer classes for the public. Uh, I think last week they did a German beer day. So it's a, all a learning experience uh, for the public as well as enjoying their, their uh, craft beers. That sounds fascinating. That sounds really fascinating. Um, it's right opposite the new uh, government hub building that's going in with the like a thousand public servants in there, so we can expect a, a decrease in efficiency after work after lunch. In <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, talking about um, about different venues around, uh, our traditional question is: What's your favourite Melbourne? Because most of our guests are from Melbourne. What's your favourite Melbourne pub or bar? But I suppose, what's your yeah? Where do you normally drink when you're in in Ballarat? What's your oh, I suppose far from your oh, own no, venue? I, I generally drink in my own pub. 
Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but have these stood out? Are there any that you'll you'll go for to bend your arm somewhere else? Oh, in in Ballarat, yeah. Well, as I said, I'll try uh, Auntie Jack's when uh, I'm there at a reasonable hour, um, which will probably be uh, tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> uh, uh, but also like. Um, uh, Mitchell Harris, which is predominantly a wine bar. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're winemakers, but they do have a good range of uh, craft beers in the fridge as well. So that's uh, one of my, that'd be my second go to place for a drink and a feed. Um, yeah, and uh, I know um, I've run into Jono in the wine game who owns Mitchell Harris, and he, he was a winemaker at um, Domain Chandon back in the day. So that's right, yeah. Yeah. He's got a very good wine wine pedigree and and wine judge uh, and and kind of a pretty regular wine judge on the scene. Well, he was before, uh, not that long ago. Yes, no, he's, um, I think that venue just won a huge award in some uh, hospitality group thing, but uh, I can't recall what it was. But it is a fantastic venue. Um, how about your? How about um, some favourite drinking venues? Uh, let's go. Let's go worldwide or around Australia. Some things you've you've gone to and you've really enjoyed in your travels. Well, uh, I'm I'm actually based in Fitzroy, and I can see the Standard Hotel if I turn there. <laughs> so that's probably one of my favourites. <laughs> You're never going to get much of an argument from us on that front. I'm no, no, no. no. Um, so yeah, I'll be there in another two and a quarter hours. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, my favourite drinking holes around uh, this area would be um, uh, well, the Rainbow, um, oh, yep. Catfish. Um, they've got great craft beers on tap at Catfish. Um, uh, Foresters Hall has started to mix up the beers a bit more. So, yep. um, good food offering. Uh, beer mash. And of course, you know, Tommy Delmont's fixations around the corner in Collingwood. Um, yep. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, the Town Hall Hotel has some good craft beers on tap. Excellent. Oh yes, yeah. Yep, uh, I don't have far to walk anyway. <laughs> and how about overseas? This is you know now that we've got to sort of live, you know, virtually by the sounds of it for at least another year. You know, can you tell us any places you've been overseas that we should um, put on our put on our list for when we're allowed to get back into that kind of thing? Oh, wow. Um, I've been travelling globally for 40-odd years, so where do you want me to start? Um, oh, have you, do you have a classic hotel? Have you got a classic hotel bar that, that, you, that you really loved? Um, I, look, I love the, love the Shangri-La in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the bar at the top of the casino is pretty, pretty damn good as well. <laughs> um, in Hong Kong... Um, there was a couple of little bars around Wan Chai area that had craft beer. Uh, this is before Little Creatures are set up there. So I used to have an office up in, in Kowloon. Um, wow. Uh, in, uh, in Saigon, um, oh, the Caravelle. Um, oh, Bangkok, well, I should probably go down that memory lane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and Germany, uh, oh look, just about every small town has a, has a great uh, pub. So I, I, I couldn't even begin to recall them all, but I tried every one that I stopped at. Uh, 
Okay, we're joined today by Richard Dexter from the Ballarat Beer Festival. Richard, welcome along to the call room. Thank you very much for the invitation, Doug. Our pleasure. When we're thinking uh, of cool things, we think of Ballarat. I'm a Bendigo boy, so I had to get a weather reference in there nice and early. So, <laughs> uh, But I trust that it's nice and sunny up in Ballarat at the moment, and obviously with the festival taking place in February, it should be excellent drinking weather. Well, the long-range forecast is for uh, 28 to 30, so that's a perfect temperature for drinking beer. Excellent stuff. Look, before we get into a little bit more detail about who you are, why don't we just, at the very start of things, explain to people when and where the Ballarat Beer Festival is and how people can find you either on social media or the web to get hold of tickets, and then, um, then we have a bit more of a detailed chat and we'll repeat all of that information and again at the end for people. Sure. Okay, the Ballarat Beer Festival is uh, on February 20 at North Gardens next to Lake Wendery. Um, so they can jump on the website, ballaratbeerfestival.com.au or find Ballarat Beer Festival on Facebook, Instagram, or just use Google and find your way there. Um, for those coming up from Melbourne, we get about 60% of our crowd comes from outside of Ballarat. So a lot from yeah, That's Melbourne. less than I would have thought. I'm sorry? That's less than I would have thought. I would have expected maybe uh, just the people I know are all heading up the highway. Well, we might see uh, the changes a bit stronger for Melbourne this time around because everybody's bustling to get out and do something after such a long lockdown. And we're one of the first beer fests of, uh, for the year, so those who are into a, a good day out with great live music, they'll be uh, coming up with bells on, I would say. But if you're coming up from Melbourne, jump on V-Line. Uh, don't get off at Ballarat. Get off the next station, Wendaree. And you just walk across the road and you're there. And the uh, so tickets are amazingly cheap, aren't they? So nice, yeah, nice price. <laughs> um, it's, a, it's about an hour and 15 minutes on the train going up and it's about 10 minutes coming home because most of the time you're asleep. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, David, tell us how, how it all kicked off. Let's, yeah, how, did, how did the festival start and where, where did it all originate? Well, I'd be happy to, but why don't we ask Richard to do that? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, David. <laughs> I meant Richard. And sorry, Richard. Right. Um, the festival started, uh, well, we're up for our 10th birthday. So um, nearly 10 years ago was the first, in fact, it would have been uh, 10 years ago next week uh, when it first kicked off. Uh, it was started by a couple of publicans and a couple of ladies from Ballarat who were keen on promoting festivals in the town. And uh, I took over six years ago. So um, I've got a share at a craft beer pub up at the Ballarat as well. So it does seem well, to align itself well with that. Which one? Give that a little plug as we go Yeah, on. yeah, give it a plug. I don't think we can let you uh, get one of that. Hotel. And for some time, it was the only true craft beer pub. Um, we still are very strong and independently owned uh, craft beers. Um, but there's others popping up now, which is... Uh, Reinforcing Ballarat as a bit of a regional hub for craft beer. And of course, it's supported by Fed Uni, which has a, an excellent brewing course there. Absolutely. So I tell the, the Mallow is, is well, we've had that now for eight years, I think. Yeah, so, uh, uh, yeah, so the festival I took over six years ago, as I said, uh, it was originally held at a football oval, which was dusty, dry, no shade. Uh, I think the first time I went there before I got involved with it, it was about a 42 degree day, so which made it, made it look like hell on earth. But uh, these <laughs> days we're in the lovely North Gardens with lots of trees and shade and 
and uh, access to uh, public transport. Richard, I was gonna, I was gonna start with um, with your with your history with craft beer. Um, our, one of our traditional questions is, what was the first craft beer you ever you ever drank? Ooh, um, <clears throat> if you still classify Coopers as craft, it would be a Coopers, and um, that would be taking me back probably forty years. It is one of the great questions as to whether it classifies or not. So mm. <laughs> I'm not going to enter that argument. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, if I go to a pub without any craft beers and they're at Coopers, I'll drink Coopers. It's, um, yeah, that's. I think that's a good line length line length answer for um for people of your vintage, Richard. Uh, <laughs> Not people of our vintage, Warren. No, what? people of our vintage. No, we, we ours is ours is usually a Matilda Bay one. Uh, we've had younger try to kind of slip in with a, a Guinness. Someone who was unfortunately from a very small town with not much on <laughs> offer. Well, I must admit, I was over in uh, Perth for the America's Cup, and I did uh, start to jump into some of the uh, dog bolters and things over there back in those days. So, oh yeah, I always count dog bolter as my first craft beer. Well, there you go. Yeah. Knocked, me, knocked me for six when I drank it like it was water. Anyway. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, and and what are some of the? Uh, I was going. Well, there is another. There is another question. There is another traditional question that I want to shoot at you. But that yeah, give us a little hint of the craft scene in in Ballarat before we get to them. My other question, yeah, the craft scene in Ballarat, and it seems to be thriving. It seems to be a real, a real happening place for. Yeah, for, it's, it's certainly yeah. growing. Uh, the, uh, I mean, Red Duck have been there for, well, I can't remember exact time, but it's probably thirteen to eighteen years, somewhere around there. Yep, uh, been on the market for a long time. Uh, O'Brien's, who does the uh, gluten-free beer, he's been around for a similar length of time. Uh, more recently, uh, Cubby House, which. Uh, very uh, nano very really um, they've been going for a few years now um, we uh, saw athletic club come and go unfortunately um, we've now got a new one oh, it's a dollar brewing which does some fantastic saisons absolutely they're, they're uh, only a few years old but then they're just about to open up there once they get all their permits from council etc they'll be open up to the public for their own cellar door um, yeah they do some cracking good beers as well and uh, new, new to the, uh, the town from a couple of weeks ago is a place called Auntie Jack's, which has got Peter, uh, Peter Aldred, who was, has retired from Fed Uni, is in there as brewer. And uh, I have yet to sample their wares. I went in there the other day, but all they offered me was a coffee, <laughs> <laughs> which is very unkind of them. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that's, so that's open. And they'll be actually at the festival too. So uh, it's going to be a great year for them. And to show my age, I remember Auntie Jack being on TV. Um, uh, is that where the inspiration comes from? Yeah, I'll rip your bloody arms off if you don't drink <laughs> my beer. <laughs> I'm not sure where the inspiration came from, but uh, essentially they're running, they'll be running beer, you know, beer uh, craft beer classes for the public. Uh, I think last week they did a German beer day. So it's a, all a learning experience uh, for the public as well as enjoying their, their uh, craft beers. That sounds fascinating. That sounds really fascinating. Um, it's right opposite the new uh, government hub building that's going in with the like a thousand public servants in there, so we can expect a, a decrease in efficiency after work after lunch. 
Uh, talking about um, about different venues around, uh, our traditional question is, what's your favourite Melbourne, because most of our guests are from Melbourne, what's your favourite Melbourne pub or bar? But I suppose, what's your, yeah, where do you normally drink when you're in, in Ballarat? What's your, oh, I suppose far from your oh, own no, venue. I'll generally drink in my own pub. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but have any stood out? Are there any that you'll, you'll go for to bend your arm somewhere else? Oh, in, in Ballarat? Yeah, well, as I said, I'll try uh, Auntie Jack's when uh, I'm there at a reasonable hour, um, which will probably be uh, tomorrow afternoon. <laughs> uh, uh, but also, like, um, uh, Mitchell Harris, which is predominantly a wine bar. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're winemakers, but they do have a good range of uh, craft beers in the fridge as well. So it's uh, one of my, it'd be my second go-to place for a drink and a feed. Um, yeah, and I know um, I've run into Jono in the wine game who owns Mitchell Harris, and he, he was a winemaker at um, Domain Chandon back in the day. So That's right, yeah. Yeah, he's got a very good wine wine pedigree and, and wine judge uh, and, and kind of a pretty regular wine judge on the scene. Well, he was before, uh, not that long ago. Yes, no, he's, um, I think that venue just won a huge award in some... Uh, hospitality group thing but uh, I can't recall what it was but it is a fantastic venue um, how about your how about um, some favorite drinking venues uh, let's go let's go worldwide or around Australia some things you've you've gone to and you've really enjoyed in your travels well uh, I'm, I'm actually based in Fitzroy and I can see the standard hotel if I turn me <laughs> so that's probably one of my favorites <laughs> You're never going to get much of an argument from us on that front. I no, no, it. no. Um, so yeah, I'll be there in another two and a quarter hours. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, my favourite drinking holes around uh, this area would be um, uh, well, the Rainbow, um, oh, yep. Catfish. Um, they've got great craft beers on tap at Catfish. Um, uh, Foresters Hall has started to mix up the beers a bit more. Than, um, yep. Good food offering, uh, beer mash, and of course, you know Tommy Delmont's fixations around the corner in Collingwood. Um, yep. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, the Town Hall Hotel has some good craft beers on tap. Excellent. Oh yes, yeah. Yep. Uh, I don't have far to walk anyway. <laughs> and how about overseas? This is you know now that we've got to sort of live, you know, virtually by the sounds of it for at least another year. You know, can you tell us any? Places you've been overseas that we should um, put on our put on our list for when we're allowed to get back into that kind of thing. Oh wow! Um, well, I've been travelling globally for forty odd years. So where do you want me to start? Um, oh, have you? Do you have a classic hotel? Have you got a classic hotel bar that that you that you really loved? Um, I, look, I love the, love the Shangri La in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the bar at the top of the casino is pretty. Pretty damn good as well. <laughs> um, in Hong Kong, um, there was a couple little bars around Wan Chai area that had craft beer. Uh, this is before Little Creatures set up theirs. So I used to have an office up in in Kowloon. Um, wow. Uh, in uh, in Saigon, um, on oh, the Caravel. Um, oh, Bangkok. I, I shouldn't probably go down that memory lane. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
and Germany, uh, oh, look, just about every small town has a, has a great uh, pub. So I, I, I couldn't even begin to recall them all, but I tried every one that I stopped at. That's, um, that's, that's, that's terrific. Yeah. That's, that sounds like you have, uh, you have literally traveled the world and seen the, seen the, the grand sights of drinking. Uh, yeah, I, I, well, I'm, I'm 64. I've been traveling since 21. So, uh, yeah, work took me all over the place. So, so I, uh, I got to, got to enjoy some of the best you know, Czech Pilsners in, in their hometowns and, course the German beers in their hometowns and it's just uh, it was an extraordinary experience. Mm. So what do you have on tap at the uh, the moment at the pub? Is there anything Pilsnery? We've sort of declared this to be the summer of lagers and Pilsners. Is it? Uh, well look I'm not sure what's on tap at the, the Mallow at the moment. I know we've got uh, some rare, rare as rocking horse ship uh, Hawker's West Coast IPA going up next week. Oh yeah yep. Um, uh, which I really, I think is one of the best uh, West Coast IPA in Australia, which is fantastic. Um, in fact, my go-to beer in my fridge at the moment is, is Hawker's IPA. Yeah. Um, I've got some house guests at the moment, we've just filled my fridge with all sorts of saisons and sours and things, so I have to start uh, getting to those tonight. It's the right time of year for all of that, there's no two ways about that. Is there a wrong time of year? <laughs> yeah, that's good. No, Summer just seems to bring on that sour sort of, you know, or at least for me. I'm a, I'm a traditionalist in terms of stouts in winter and sours in summer. So, right. But I can always be convinced. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> do you, do you, how much, uh, how much say, Richard, do you have in the, um, in what goes on the taps at the, at the Mallow? Absolutely zip. <laughs> That's, that could have, yeah, good and bad. That's, I like the, I like the idea of um, of having somewhere that's your own that you can that you're surprised to be you you can find surprises when you're drinking there. No, I well, mean, uh, there's, there's people in the bar there. They've got much better knowledge of a wider range of beers than I have. Um, they have more time to to study all the different beers with reps dropping in samples all the time. Unfortunately, nobody drops samples in the my house in Fitzroy, so <laughs> I've, I've just got to experience it uh, when I get there. We should we should um, we should move on back to the festival. Yep. Uh, I suppose a, a, a topical question. Um, in terms of COVID, have you guys have do you guys have a feeling on how that will affect you affect you with this year's festival? I know it's probably not the most exciting of subjects, but something that's on our mind. Oh, I mean, if you've got half an hour to spare, I'll, I can go on all the detail. But I filled in my COVID safe plan, which took eighty man hours. Wow. Early December, and we still haven't had it stamped. Wow. Yeah, the Victorian yeah. government can, can uh, you know, fund Michael Gavinsky and run festivals from the next couple of weeks on, and so he's got a lot of paperwork done. I'm still waiting. Ooh. I'm mean, verbally approved, but I haven't got the rubber stamp. I can't, can't get the council permit till I get that stamped and, and the liquor license. Mm. And they've changed the rules on liquor licensing now. They can now issue a liquor license, and this is as of yesterday. Uh, subject to a COVID safe plan. Oh, wow. So cutting it fine, as usual. <laughs> but bureaucracy moves slowly in, in this state. Mm. Yep. Unfortunately, we've, I think we've all, we've all felt a little bit of that um, in the past and particularly this year. But yeah, it's... Uh, and, so, and I've... 
sorry if I can continue. So we've yeah, got 20,000 square meters. We'll get, if, if we get 5,000 people, which would be uh, welcome, uh, that would still be one person per uh, four square meters. Outdoor festivals are, are currently one point one person per two square meters. So we're well within the limits. We've got allocated seating. We've, uh, we've got sanitizers all over the place. Everybody's spread out. It's a big area. Yeah. Yep. And and of course outdoors, which is yeah. I think well, one mm. a lot of the experts are saying. Um, you've I've noticed uh, that that the 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 breweries that your list of breweries that will be uh, be there is just starting to be released. Yep. Um, you've got some really you've got some really well known ones and a couple that for our audience will won't be quite as 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 um. Won't be quite as as uh, recognisable, but yeah, I was just wondering: Do you have any? Uh, is there any? Can you give us a sneak peek on who, who might, who you're about to announce on who who's there? Someone that I, I can uh, t- give you the whole list if you'd like me to run through it. Absolutely. Oh yeah, and oh please, if there's a if there's um, we're we're happy to throw that onto our our social media pages too. If you okay, yeah, mm. sure. Okay, you want so to leave us with that. Uh, not in any particular order. We've got Cheeky Rascal, uh, which does a lovely cider, um, and they do wines as well. Uh, new one, Grandians Ale Works, a new brewery. Whereabouts are they located up there, do you know? At the Grandians. Uh, Hall's Gap, I believe. Yeah, yeah. So they've got a couple of breweries up in there now. Yeah, they have, yeah. Uh, Auntie Jack's, I mentioned earlier. Uh, so that's, there's two brand new ones. Uh, yep. Mm. Sprocket, a, 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 Fairly regular with us. Frexy Brewing is another new one. Yeah, that's Come one on. I hadn't heard of. Uh, Bilson's another new one. Uh, our mates from Bent Spoke are coming down, so I love their crankshaft beer. It's fantastic. Yep. yep. Brewmanity are coming along. We haven't been for some years. Uh, Moondog, the old favourites. Uh, Fury and Sun, regular as well. Um, uh, Oh, what's his? Uh, uh, Roy Labor from um, uh, what's his brewery name again? Uh, calls himself Central Liquor Supply, but I've forgotten his, his actual name of his brewery. Oh. The <laughs> um, Bendigo. Oh, the Bendigo. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Uh, the, oh, now you've got me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Wildlife Brewing is another new one. Hard Road Brewing, another new one. Uh, Dangdons are coming along as usual. Shed Shaker is coming along as usual. Harcourt Valley is coming along as usual. Southern Bay are making a reappearance. Dollar Bill will be there. Uh, Green Gully Brewing, another new one. Kaiju there uh, is coming along again. Uh, love that Kaiju crush. Um, mm. Hawkers and Rover will be there. Uh, in terms of wines, Blue Pyrenees will be there. Bright Brewery. Uh, Noodle Doof, another new one. Oh, I've not heard of them before. No, either do I. That'll be interesting. Uh, Red Duck, of course. Uh, Local Brewing Co. Uh, Colonial Irregular Supporter and Blackman's Irregulars. Right. So uh, we've reduced the number a little bit because we're just not sure what the numbers are going to do. And I'm sure the brewers are like a, a slice of the bigger slice of the pie than a, a smaller slice of the little pie. So it's, it's a, 
a pretty good range of, of brewers. But it's lovely to see so many new faces. There's a lot of new names in there, and I guess there's probably a whole lot of people who, uh, who've been working away at things for all of 2020 and haven't been able to get out and show off their wares. So for craft beer aficionados, you're going to get to taste a whole lot of uh, new beers and meet a whole lot of new people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I was, uh, I was going to say, David, did you have anything else that you've well, got? Well, perhaps you could just give us a little bit of a rundown for, now there's a degustation dinner the night before, is that right? So Yes, that's right. Uh, it's a, an annual event for us. Um, uh, we normally, it's normally, normally always a sellout. Um, this year shouldn't be any different. So it's, uh, it's beers on arrival, um, five course meal, two match beers per course, perhaps a wine, match wine per course as well. So Andrew Kerner from uh, the winemaker uh, from Blue Pyrenees comes along uh, and gives uh, Pete Mitchin, Professor, Professor Pilsner, and the beer diva Kiralee Wild on a run for their money. Um, and then after each course, the, the, the uh, audience then votes on their favourite uh, beer and also which which won the course, beer or wine. And uh, how does that prepare people for the next day? Are you, are you able to tell the next day who's been, uh, you know, who's been along to the dinner the night before? They're not quite so bright-eyed and bushy-tailed or...? Uh, well, I'm certainly not. Uh, no, it's uh, look. It's fairly restrained affair, really. It finishes around eleven o'clock at night. But then again, there's always the after party at the Mallow, where we find a lot of the brewers just getting into practice for the Saturday. <laughs> and uh, Bin Tani are putting on a, a bash for all the brewers up there on the Friday night, so uh, they tend to uh, get their drinking shoes on Friday night. They get ready for Saturday. And on Saturday, there's a, a couple of different options of what people can do. Is that right? They can come along to an earlier session or a later one, or do the whole yeah, day if they can. Yeah, for the first time, uh, we've just, first time ever, we decided to break it into two sessions. Uh, so from twelve to four, and then five to nine. So it gives us a, a better ability to control numbers, particularly the COVID safe plan. Uh, there are a limited number of all-day tickets. Um, uh, uh, essentially, ticket sales are uh, going well ahead of uh, in previous years. That's uh, excellent. We've got a VIP That's a great sign. Uh, they get a reserved seat in a marquee all, all day long, and they get a private masterclass during that uh, one-hour intermission when we clear out the, the afternoon people and, and the evening people in coming. And what are the ticket prices? What's the what's the VIP one? Because that uh, sounds like excellent price. VIP, VIP is eighty-five bucks. Um, and uh, the colonial uh, caravan will be backing onto the VIP area. So if they just want to get uh, stuck into colonial beers all day long, they don't have to walk too far. Um, they, uh, well, they also get a few other extras here and there, but uh, the masterclass will be run uh, with, with uh, Professor Pilsner and Beer Diva again. And they'll be concentrating on food and, and uh, beer matching. We have a local uh, charcuterie company in Ballarat called Salt Kitchen. So he'll bring a range of these different meats and uh, we'll sample those along with some matching beers. And then there's a meet the brewer session and, and, uh, and a talk on future of craft beer, habits and trends. And everybody seems to be going back to lagers these days. So. Yeah, we don't, 
we've sort of lost track of how much we're driving that and how much we're uh, uh, being drawn along by everyone else. But that's certainly how it's been feeling to us mm. right through last year. We just seem to keep on discovering brewers that have uh, that started to make a lager as much for their own enjoyment as anything else and are finding well, they're flying off the shelves. Yeah, well, well, Red Duck and Ballarat, uh, I mean, he was, he's always been very experimental with his beers. Um, but I think it was last year he put out a, a lager called Super Normal Lager. Yeah. And, uh, and it's just selling like hotcakes. It's a, it's a glorious beer. Now, we, I think Warren was alluding before that we do have uh, one other traditional cool room question that oh, we yes. would like to ask our guests. Warren, do you want to take that one away before we go through the final details again and um, encourage everyone to go along? So, Richard, there's, it's, this one's... Usually we ask it to ask this question to, to hospitality professionals and people who have been behind the bar, but I, it's, I suspect you've probably heard enough stories at UBO to, um, to give us a good answer to. Just, just like every, everybody else at uni, I, I, went, I did my time behind the bar. So <laughs> oh, then you'd definitely, you'd definitely be able to answer this question. So what's the strangest thing you've seen in the cool room? Like yeah, normally the cool rooms where where all the sorted action happens. What's the strangest thing or the weirdest thing, or just and it doesn't need to necessarily be a cool room. We've kind of stretched it out over the years, but yeah. What's the the most nuts thing you've seen in a cool room? Someone's underwear. <laughs> were they in them? Were they, just... No, they were just there by themselves. I, I can't tell how used they were, and I didn't want to get near it, but. <laughs> That's and did they good. stay in the cool room for long? Or was it just one of those things that no one wanted to deal with? Uh, well, the cleaner eventually got them, but uh, yeah. <laughs> I love the pure simplicity of that. And we, we get some elaborate answers, but yeah. And it, it kind of asks more questions than it actually, yeah. It's, it's it definitely the, does. Well, I, I, I have a fairly good idea who, on who she was, but I'm not going to go down that road at the moment. <laughs> So, um, Ballarat Beer Fest, fest BallaratBeerFestival.com.au is, is the main hub. Um, yep. And, of course, you're on, on Facebook and, and all and, the other. And Eventbrite. Yep. Tickets Terrific. Well, it sounds like excellent value and that, that's Sorry. an awesome lineup of guests that you've got coming along. Um, I can't say that four hours could do that justice, so would encourage everyone to go along and get the full day ticket rather than just a half a day. And that VIP ticket sounds like it's great value too. That's that. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds really good. Yeah. We're looking at doing some special little cookies for them and all sorts of things, but, uh, uh, but there's, there's also a great, great variety of food trucks. You know, we've got the smokehouse and we've got, um, Greek food and all sorts of weird and wonderful things coming along and a great music lineup, of course. Oh, we didn't ask that question. Oh, yes, yeah. Who's so, coming on to do the music? All right, on the, uh, the music side, which I'm just going to click on that button to refresh my memory. <laughs> um, so we've got the Melbourne um, rock band called the Riflebirds kicking off. Um, and then uh, Michael Meeking, who's got a couple of, uh, couple of hits in the high up in the charts at the moment. Uh, and Blues Roulette, which is uh, very much a... Uh, Coming Melbourne Institution now, and the uh, Blues Roulette Rhythm Section. So they'll have three different front people coming out over a couple of hours. Uh, they're, they're quite well known at the Catfish. 
uh, play there every Wednesday and Thursday nights these days. Um, and the Werewolves, it was originally Zavon and the Werewolves, but I think he got the copyright issues there. Yeah. Uh, and then to what, uh, finish it all off, we've got the, uh, the Marshmallow Overcoats, and that's uh, Davey Lane from UMI, yeah. uh, Wolfie from The Pictures on drums, and uh, Ash Naylor from Rockwears. So they'll oh. be doing all the 60s, 70s uh, English rock they love. You know, the Who and uh, Easy Beats. Um, well, they're Australian, but, uh, you know, that style of party music. They, uh, they're a really good fun band at the end of the night. People get up and uh, jive to. Oh, I've been watching the Rock Wizards again lately, so that's, uh, I'm very much in that zone. So. Right. For anyone who uh, wasn't already sold on just the... Uh, just the beers and you should have been sold on just that bit. That's an extra, extra incentive to come along and be part of it. Let's hope so. Well, Richard, a big thank you for coming along and spending time with us today. Uh, and I'm sure that uh, all of our listeners will get up there and be part of it. I think we already know that there's a, a good contingent who are going along. And um, make sure that you find Richard, no matter where he is, he'll be running around busily on the day, I'm sure. But um, go along and say you're from the cool room and he'll make sure that you are, are very well looked after, I'm sure. Thank you very much. Thanks, Richard. Thanks okay. for your time. Thanks, guys. Cheers. See you up there.